This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke with Perez. We discussed all things about the new UX uh, design on the play page. We just discussed the rewards, the division structure going forward. Um, it's it's a special episode because it's a lot of stuff that's dominating conversations in the space, particularly on discords and Twitter. Um, and I can't be arsed talking about it on every podcast for the next three weeks. So I said, let's just bang it out in one quick special. So look, big thanks to Perez for his time. Uh, he knows what he's talking about and he does a great service for the community, keeping so rare in check, along with Professor Tecker's and a bunch of others so uh, yeah I hope you enjoy the episode so Perez Welcome to the podcast for this special episode. You've been on before for a normal episode. I recommend people listen to that. And I also recommend people go back and listen to Friday's episode before they hear this. That's with Nepenthes. We caught up after six weeks to see how he's getting on. Around how people are getting on, how are you getting on? It's been a while. Let us know where you're at, kind of, if anything's changed. And then we tell people what we're going to speak about. Yeah, so I think I was on, what, two to two or three months ago now? I think it was roughly. Um, and yeah, I made a, quite a bold decision to move out of champion and challenger, uh, focus primarily on under 23. Well, actually, I think it's fully under 23 now, the gallery. Uh, and made a push up to Division 2, which has certainly been an interesting experience. Um, and yeah, I guess that links in with what we want to discuss today, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to discuss today is, you know, a lot of people listening... Either, might not care they might care a lot it seems to be one or the other either seem to care a lot or not care at all about this there's very few people in the middle um, but we're going to talk about the rewards at the minute the tiers around that um, D2 in particular I think we're going to look at the division structure and how it may change in the future that's all kind of speculation to be fair but I think the recent new UX uh, design on the play page that we're going to discuss will support some of the arguments and speculation there um, we're going to try and come at this and sort of let people know maybe why they should care um, if they don't care. And you're the you're the resident nerd for the day, Perez. Do you know, you and Techers are all over this shit. And I was saying to you before we recorded, it's because, like, I love having people like you in the community who, you know, you love this stuff, you love following this stuff, researching this stuff, doing the data. And you do a great service to the community because it means people like me who just don't have it in me to look through the data and the charts and stuff. It means I can sleep easy at night knowing you're fighting the corner. So that's why you're here. Um, let's poke some fun at Techers. Techers was going to be here, but he's actually too annoyed about the topic to come. So he's at home huffing. Uh, I think he pulled a muscle playing football as well. So speedy recovery, Techers. But um, yeah, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Will we start with the the new UX? Maybe the rewards? I don't mind. Yeah, it was a sudden one, wasn't it? The UX changes yesterday. Yeah, a bit out of we'll the blue, wasn't that. it? We'll go for that. The UX change. So what this basically means, UX, is is that like user interface user designer? User experience. User experience or UI, that's which is user interface. Yeah. That's the one. So basically, whenever you go to the play page now and so rare, it looks completely different. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I actually think this is a great eye-opener because we've all become so accustomed to the way it was that it just looked normal to us and we were all comfortable. And anytime someone new came onto the platform, this is probably how they felt. Do you know? Now I look at this and I'm like, I actually don't even know where to start. 
honestly, like I look at it and I'm like, All Star, All Star Pro, they're both kind of red. But I think the All Star Pro has a hint of blue, so maybe that's like Division Three. And then you go up to the Super Rares. It, it is hard to get your head around, but I think that's because we're all maybe biased from being here for so long. Yeah, they've have you obviously. Tried any, have you tried putting any teams in just yet on that? I think I put one in. Let me see. My All Star Pro Division Three. I have, yeah. And how, how did you find it? Pretty much the same. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I've seen a lot of people complain about it, but it's not that different. Once you understand that Pro is essentially Division Three, it's yeah. not it's not really that different at all. Oh, it says at the sorry, it says at the top there, like I'm on desktop here. So if you go to like the rare tab, it says underneath that requirements at least four rare fillable with one common, and then below it it says Pro. I mean, I think that could be much clearer, to be honest with you. Um, like, I think it could... Because, I mean, it kind of says requirements at least four rare fillable with one column, but it doesn't say, like... What am I trying to say here? It doesn't... It says pro... Why is pro smaller than requirements? There's a lot of little nuances and things that I don't know. It's not the clearest thing in the world, if I'm honest, but I don't... It, it's probably an upgrade on before. We just can't see it because we're biased from it looking confusing does that make sense or am i talking absolute shite no i think that's fair I've, I've i'm relatively active in the sora discord and there was quite a few new users yesterday that were saying look it's much much simpler than it was and if you're someone that's been on the platform for say a couple of weeks it does make sense how it's set up now um but yeah for us guys who have been on the platform months and months and months it is a bit of an eye-opener and it is a bit of a change but as i said to you off air the um the SoRare team probably have people with all the figures behind this. They've probably been testing it. They've probably got new users or hypothetical users actually running it and seeing how it works in comparison to the current setup. And if they've deployed it, there must be a good reason in their mind to go with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you would just make a change like this for the crack. I mean, this change has been made with lots of testing done. Yeah, I would imagine on sort of retention and... I don't know what sort of tests are involved in this. I'm talking about this like I have a clue. The bottom line is I don't, but I suppose my whole viewpoint on this is there's a lot of people who have a lot of things to say about it. And I do think, you know, there will be, like there's fonts used and colors of text that have been used on certain backgrounds that maybe don't look as good on mobile as they look on desktop. And there's a bit of optimization and change needed there, but I'm sure they'll change that and rectify that based on feedback pretty snappy, you would imagine. I think it it's confusing-ish now, but I think it'll make complete sense and it'll look way less confusing whenever they inevitably implement what I am going to speculate that they'll implement, which leads us on to the next kind of point, which is the, the single scarcity divisions, which have been rumored for a long time. Now, I've been kind of under a few of your posts over the last couple of days after this, and I've seen you sort of saying like, this looks like the single scarcity division. I haven't spoken to you before we recorded. I think you might have changed your mind on that slightly, but... I think this looks like what they're going to do is, and I, I, when they do it, I don't know. It's hard to, like, can they change that mid-season? Will they do it and, like, uh, it'll be announced ahead of next July? I don't know, but Common's going to be the old casual bit, the free-to-play version where people can go and have a bit of fun. You win cards, good crack, opening your Commons, great. You feel like you're a hero, you decide you want to try Limited. So you go into Limited, you play Limited with five Limited cards, and then you play Limited Pro with max two rares almost like division three but lower do you know <laughs> if that that makes sense the kind of hybrid version of a, a thing so you'll have limited pro which will be limiteds and rares then you'll have rare and then you'll have rare pro which is division three as we know it 
And then you've got Super Rare, which would be five Super Rares, which would be nice because I think it would be nice to have a division like that where you don't have to go up against a unique. And then you'll have the Super Rare Pro, which will have a unique or two two uniques involved. And then Unique. Now, I know that was a bit of a a long spiel from me, but you get what I'm saying? I just, based on the way this looks, I would bet a lot of money that that's where they're going to go. Yeah, I, think I don't know it's if you agree. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree. I, I don't think they'll go for a single scarcity approach that has been kind of mentioned in the past. I think it does make complete sense to have those filler divisions. And what that we'll have to have what nine or ten divisions. I think you discussed with Mark on the uh, on the recent podcast. It makes sense. The only kind of concern I have, um, and it will lead us into some stuff later, is what do you do with rewards then? Like, do you half the number of rewards for kind of each division? Do you go from having a couple of hundred rewards in Division 4 to have in essentially half that in the Division 4A, Division 4B. Um, how would you approach it from that perspective? I guess is the big question on that. Yeah, I, I hear you. It's it's one of those, like, where are they going to find all these new rewards from? Be less competitive if people, if there's nine divisions in all, you know, common, two for the limiteds, two for the rares, two for the super rares, and a unique. What's that? Eight plus a special weekly is nine. You could have up to nine, maybe ten, if they bring in this legend special weekly or whatever. Let's call it nine or ten divisions every every week. Um, obviously, if they're eligible. Well, no, they'll always be eligible. What am I saying here? I'm thinking more about the the regionals there. Um, where do you get the rewards for that many divisions? But then it would spread out the competition. So things, I don't know if they can keep the probability. Yeah. In theory, it works, but then, yeah, in the thing is, in theory, it works. If you then get a huge onboarded of new users, it might get a bit complicated. You might have to change prize amounts every so often, which gets a bit tricky. Um, but the thing I do like about it, it does incentivize pro- um, progression. And that's the big thing that we've discussed on podcasts previously. You need to have, and the thing is, you don't have to want to move up. I've made that clear in the past. I know you've seen a lot of whales that are like, okay, guys, you have to try and get into Division 1. Realistically, none of us are ever getting into Division 1. Um, unless you win the lottery, let's let's be fair. Um, so if you do want to make that next step up to say Division Two, which I think is realistic for a, an awful lot of people, then there has to be an avenue to do that. And by having the filler divisions, I think that kind of does the trick. Um, I think recently you've discussed uh, whether you'd consider moving into Division Division Two a little bit more than you have in the past. So, kind mm-hmm. of, what's your situation with that? So that kind of brings us on to the third kind of point of the day, which is the rewards. So I have, well, let me see. I could check very, very quickly here. I have it open. Um, How many super rares have I got? I don't know. Let me see. Four. Six, let's call it 20. Um, 20 super rares, right? Yeah, it is 20. Oh, no, 24. Um, Now, a lot of them are shitters. Don't get me wrong. But, and a lot of them are kind of ones for the future. So let's say I've got like, what, 10 that might actually be playable. Um, By the time I enter All-Star D3, Champion D3, Challenger D3, um, and based on fixtures on a given week, injuries, whatever else, it's hard for me to stretch to D2. I would realistically need to go and buy two to three more, probably, um, to actually compete. I don't know, under 23s maybe. Um, and I'm kind of torn. And the reason I'm torn is because it seemed like the rewards there were pretty good for some time. And then 
in recent weeks, I've been seeing graphs and charts coming out that have shown that the rewards have fallen off significantly. So I'm in the conundrum now. It's like, do I bother going? And let's face it, if I want to buy three under 23 super rares or whatever that'll help me compete, you're talking 10 grand or something. Do I want to bother my arse sticking 10 grand in to go on? Like I was I was bidding on a Charles de Kedler super rare last night thinking marquee signing. He'd be absolutely top notch. Now, it went for about an eighth and a half for more than I thought it would. So I was nowhere near in the end. But let's say it had been one bit out of my reach. At the minute, I'm kind of like, oh, do you know, is it worth striving? Like the rewards there seem to be coming down. Now, I think you've some numbers there, but like it is a dilemma I've had. I feel like the last few weeks I can field one strong under 23 team, but it's at the demise of the rest of my, sorry, one strong under 23 D2 team. And it it's at the demise of all my D3s across the board. Do you know, so I could stick based on who I have of Schubert, my one super rare goalie. George Bello or like Arthur Theate or Melvin Bard, who's an absolute baller in defense. I've got like Jonathan David, Max Kakare for further up the pitch. And then I'll fill it with a Raphael Leao, a Sugawara, something like that. But recently, even though I've done it, I don't know if I'll do it again until I see the rewards change. It's, it's at the point now where it doesn't make sense. It just does not make sense for me. Striving for D2 with the prizes on offer. Yeah, I would say, and this is a question that I've asked the team and I'm just waiting to hear back on is, what do you view Division 2 as? So Division 4 is your entry route into the game for Rares, correct? There's an awful lot of prizes. There's some absolute fodder in there, isn't there, in Tier 3s, regardless of what division or region you play in. Sorry, what region you play in. Division 3, you have a low number of rewards, but the quality is better. I think it's, what, 10 to 12 star Rares every week, or every weekend, um, tier 1s, Tier 2s, so you can get something good in there. Division 1, obviously, it's a closed shop, but you've got huge star rares, you've got your Tier 1s. Um, they used to have uniques, didn't they? They don't anymore. But what do you perceive Division 2 as then? Because it's not got a huge amount of rewards. The quality of those rewards, most of them are Tier 3 super rares, which in any region aren't particularly great. If you're lucky, you might get 0.1, 0.2e for a lot of those. And uh, yeah, like I would say to you, if you if you're considering that move up to Division Two, why why at the moment? Exactly, yeah, this, uh, it, that, that's it. Because <laughs> in my head, Division Two, from the time I've been on the platform, is the highest I can ever wish to compete at. I was blessed I got in early, and I was blessed that I got in with a bit of a balance, and I caught the Gary V boom and whatever else. So I understand now it might be an even bigger stretch for people coming in to be like, yeah, D2's where it's at. But from where I came in and where a lot of us who make, create content and whatever else came in, D2 was very realistic um, after the kind of Gary V boom and whatever. Um, but, like, I kind of viewed it as, like, you know, like as you say, D1's a close shop. D2 should be what I strive for. And I would love in there to have the chance of a lottery ticket to win a really good card in any given week. Um, or even, you know, it should be where I want to be. I don't know how to describe this, but it like should be at the minute, it should be it should aspirational. Be aspirational. Yeah. I should be aspiring to be there. I should want to be there because the rewards are like, oh my God. And I want it to be competitive and I want it to be hard, but I want the chance to win a star super rare. Do you know, I want the chance to win. I mean, maybe unique. I feel like where we're at at the minute, I feel like before you would expect a unique of some tier, maybe a tier three. There's enough of them out there. There's enough shit uniques out there that they can throw one in somewhere in, in D2. You'd expect to maybe be competing at that for the budget you're talking. 
but yeah, at exactly. the minute it just yeah. isn't close to that so I'm yeah. kind of like maybe I'm better just hovering around D3 and that's all well for me who has cards to compete in D3 across the board if I'm someone who's talking about maybe going to D2 who can only field maybe one D3 team at the minute or whatever and then there's progression bars coming out and they've rumoured the whole and whether they do it or not it's a different thing they've rumoured the whole division 3 and up you can't play you could literally put someone off a sparring to D2 to sell an up and play in D4 and 5. You could do that very quickly with the current setup. I think that's it. There is there is as much reason currently to drop down the divisions than there is to move up, which, whether it's intentional or not, shouldn't be how the platform works, in my opinion. Um, do you agree? Oh, yeah. It should always be about leveling up. I've seen way too many people, and to be honest with you, Saying I think they're foolish is a bit harsh, but maybe I do in some ways. I've seen way too many people selling up rares to go to limiteds. Now, I get the fun factor, and if you're doing it purely for fun and entertainment and playing with the best players, I get it. If you're doing that for yield, I think you're mad, personally, long term. But, um, I mean, I've seen more people regress than sort of move forward over the last three months. Yeah, I think it's I don't I don't blame them. The ROI that you can make in Division Five is ridiculous at the moment, and yeah, it's getting harder and harder, harder and harder every single week to win because obviously more. That's people what I'm playing. saying. Long long term, I think it's madness. But short term, I get that the opportunity was there. So. Yeah, exactly. So just to give you a bit of context on obviously my situation on that was um, I had a solid champion team and a solid challenger team. I think Division Four and Division Three in both. Um, I decided to focus primarily on under 23. So a couple of months ago, uh, I think this was just after Dynamic Rewards came out. I sold up an awful lot of cards. Um, obviously, got the Super Rares in. The Dynamic Rewards were increasing slowly. So things were looking relatively good. Um, I think if I just have a look here, I think it was around game week, like 192, 194. So what's that like? 15 game weeks. So what's that? Seven or eight weeks ago. And... Um, just looking at some of the stats that Techers has put together and some amazing kind of infographics, there were around um, 40 licensed teams playing and there were about 30, 32 rewards at that point. And you've got to consider that's earlier on in the season, that's without the supply being there for a lot of the new clubs and that's before we include any new clubs or leagues that have been added since. Um, have you got an alarm gone off? Oh. Because that's my like that's my alarm in the morning, and that's that sound gives me shivers. Uh, mate, that's because... me keeping you. That's me keeping you awake on this topic. That's what it is. It's yeah, yeah. Now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust no me. I, I heard that in the background. I'm sure there's loads of people at home who've heard us to that. They're like, oh, "Where's my bloody alarm?" Or like, that is the tone of nightmares. That's like, I want another two hours in bed. So I heard that, and I was like, shivers. Anyway, I threw you off. Techers infographics. Uh, yeah, so as I was mentioning, I think it was like game week 194. There's around 30 rewards in, uh, this is division two, under 23. Um, and it, it's relatively similar across kind of all divisions, uh, sorry, all regions. So there's around 30 rewards and that's before a lot of the new season cards have come out. Um, that's before a lot of the new clubs and leagues have been added. Uh, and we are currently in, what is it, game week, what, 2.12 and we have around 22 rewards in comparison to the 30 that there was now when you consider in the time all the new clubs that have been added 
and you consider that there's a full set of fixtures and you consider things like that, it's quite difficult to comprehend why dynamic rewards are doing that. And that's kind of the crux of the issues that a lot of people have at the moment. Um, just to apply a bit of context, uh, I've had an awful lot of luck in Division 2 since I moved up a couple of weeks ago. So I'm not just being salty about it for the sake of like causing a scene. It's important to note that there are stats behind this and the people that are kind of looking into this, they're doing it because they're worried about the platform. If it keeps growing and you've got more people coming on board, more people will notice this. So I certainly think it's something that needs to be discussed. Um, I know a lot of people on Discord and social are like, okay, just just accept the rewards you get. You just need to be grateful, which is, is completely fair. And if you want to approach things like that, that's not a problem. But when you're promised a dynamic reward system that gives you more rewards as there's more fixtures and more teams playing, you would expect rewards to go up logically. A hundred percent, but I can see quite clearly what's gone wrong here. If you look at what Guy said yesterday, um, now there's a lot more that went into this. We're not going to get into it, but basically, when you look at the him quoting the Medium blog, and I'm sure you've probably you're aware of this, but just to kind of voice it out for people listening, there's like four things that this dynamic reward system takes into account when um, calculating the rewards for a game week, right? So it's how many licensed players have a fixture in that game week how much total supply they have left for those players, how many fixtures those licensed players have left with their clubs for that season, and the, reward, the rewards that were won the previous game week. So if we look at that, we all kind of thought, do you know what, the more licensed players that have fixtures every week, the more rewards there'll be. But there's a stabilisation period, or whatever the fuck they call it, where basically, as soon as a car, so like yesterday or whenever, when was it, recently Lazio cards come out, or there was some new Italian team come out today or whatever, I don't know what the period is. Is it six weeks of auctions? Is it three weeks of auctions? But let's call it six weeks of auctions. So for those six weeks, while they're trying to work out what the average price of the player is to stick them into the correct tier, those cards won't be won. So there's almost like a delay. Do you know, we, obviously it's the start of the season. We've had a lot of teams onboarded. There's a delay before they're really added to the pools. So those licensed players are not been added to the pool due to the delay kind of period, right? But in the meantime, the total supply they have left for those players is going down. The number of fixtures those players have left every week is going down. And the rewards that were won in the previous game week are taken out of the pool. So really, of those four factors, three of them are reducing the number, I would imagine, based on logic. Three of them, to me, are reducing how many rewards are going to be given out because they're all based on how many fixtures are left, how many players are left, how many rewards were given out. And only one of them is really increasing them, which is how many licensed players they have. But the licensed players has that delay period, so maybe the system's just broken fundamentally from that perspective. That's me looking at it as a layman, as a bit of an idiot, and just looking at it, it just looks wrong. Now, yeah, I don't know if you have thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly incredibly complex. Uh, And as I said, you've got Techers and you've got that Tecuma who's been putting together that amazing guide recently on kind of the situation with rewards. And... If we can't determine any idea of what the rewards are going to be from one week to another, then obviously it's going to be an absolute nightmare for the team. Um, if we consider that the Bundesliga is going to be added, um, what is it, end of October? They're meant to be adding all of the new cards in. Does that mean there might be a situation where there's going to be six weeks where the rewards don't increase when we've got an entire new league on the platform? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like, Surely they can just come straight in and be like, Hall and Star. Bellingham star. Exactly. Exactly that. Like there's so many, there's so many weird situations (laughs) like that where you just wonder, like 
is there no way that they can manually apply some of these cards before they've had that kind of calling off period? Um, I think we were discussing off there. It's not only that. Um, and it does link in with one of the things that Guy said, which was actually the supply of cards. Um, and I've seen a lot of people kind of saying, well, obviously the reason they're only handing out X amount of rewards every week and it's staying relatively stable is so they don't run out. But the problem is there's an awful lot of cards that aren't actually in the pools for whatever reason. So I think the example we mentioned was that Jay Gorta. So he's an Ajax under 23 goalkeeper. He hasn't played a game yet. He's auctioning for about 0.5.6. But if he doesn't get a single game this season and he's never going to get added to the pools, that means there might be up to 50 cards auctioned from his allocation of rares but there might be none allocated to rewards. And we're talking about a situation where reward numbers are low. Does it not seem a little bit flawed to you? Mm-hmm. And, and you wonder how I'm many sure of those there are. Yeah. <clears throat> but even then, even if you've got, say, 15 players like that, that's an awful lot of supply that you've got for an entire season. And yeah, that might only bump the reward numbers up by one or two, but... It's better than nothing, isn't it? But as I said, it's complicated. And I've been quite vocal in the past. I've... I've put a fair bit of money into the platform since I joined and it's for the team as much as it is the platform itself. They're tremendous at what they do for the majority of things, but the rewards are just a bit of a nightmare and it feels like at times that the team don't actually know what's going to happen from one week to another. Um, So I'm looking at it next weekend, another full round of fixtures. Um, Are we going to see more rewards? Are we going to see less? Are we going to see the same? I think you could honestly, there's there's, there's no answer to it really. Um, and it, for someone like you that's considering, well, do I go and make that push up to Division 2? Well, you just have to take a gamble, really, at this point. Yeah. It's one of those, right? And this, this, the point of this kind of bonusy podcast isn't to fearmonger and isn't to throw it out there. Because I just want to like put it out there that like me and you both do have a lot of money in this. But I think whenever you're so passionate, aside from even just the financial side, the entertainment and how much of our lives and time we put into the so rare community and so rare itself... When there's things that just don't seem to be right, you know, you're annoyed and you're angry and you're voicing this feedback more because you just, you really want it to succeed, not because, like, it's it's feedback to succeed. It's not feedback to throw the toys out of that pram. And that's why I'm happy to speak with you um, and would have been techers because I think there's a lot of constructive stuff in it. You know, there's people in the community who are people who throw the toys out of the pram and go off and tirades and just throw a bunch of crazy shit out there with no real reasoning behind it or they go too far and those are the type of people like you wouldn't be discussing this with but like there's a lot of really fair points and I just think it's a case of I personally am not too worried because I just trust them to get it right over time because they it's just their track record they've never really given me reason to doubt but this has been rumbling on maybe just a little bit too long where it's getting to the stage where it's like we kind of need an answer I know it's complicated I know it's messed but like when people are putting tens, hundreds of thousands into platforms, they need to be able to in some way predict looking forward to fixtures to game weeks and strategize around about how to maximize their ROI. It's a play to earn game. People want to play to earn. People want to um, optimize and have the meta and people just can't do that. This is just too confusing and erratic at the minute, in my opinion, and it just needs to be tightened up. Um, that's yeah, the bottom line on, for really. me. Yeah, absolutely spot on. And I think the thing is, um it'd be interesting interesting to get your thoughts on this like for me for a platform like this and for me the primary reason why people come onto so rare is to win rewards and the financial benefit that they can get from it yes so rare is incredibly fun and i think you've said in the past john if you left so rare with the amount of money that you put in you'd be completely happy correct yeah 
but a lot of people do come in for that and obviously we need people to keep joining to keep growing the platform because obviously it benefits us it benefits the platform but if you're not getting rewards correct that should be that should be up there as maybe the top two three four things that are fundamental to the platform would you agree so yeah that's why i think i think everyone just wants clarity really i know dan carl guy and the team they all work incredibly hard and they tell us what they can but i think on rewards then this needs to be a kind of um just a discussion had to be as open as possible about it. And I know in the past that they've said they don't want people to know the ins and outs of the dynamic rewards just in case they exploit it. But at this point, you've got enough people that are smart in the community like techers looking at this and thinking, what on earth is going on? Um, so I just think it needs a couple of answers, really. But I've got faith in the team. And I think someone said recently that they've got another one of those AMAs coming up. So oh, yeah, we know what those it. questions will be, yeah. Yeah, so I think we'll um, we'll get some answers there potentially on what's happening. But you just wish they'd put as much, at least public effort, into sorting these rewards out as they do publicising these new leagues and things like that. And it, it might sound a little bit harsh, that, but it's, it's, there's no bad intent behind it. I just think it needs a little bit more. No, I hear you. And you know what? I think it's getting to that kind of crunch time with it um, where there's some transparency needed. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're recording this, what, three or four days before release, Wednesday, 20th of October. This isn't going out to maybe next Tuesday, maybe nearly a week from now, actually. I wouldn't be surprised if they've given some sort of update because it is, they're getting pelted by it in the feedback and ideas on their Discord. It's dominating conversation on content like this. Um, and for good reason. And, you know, they just need to, to get it out there and get ahead of it and answer it. And, you know, I am all about, look, you'll get this right with time. I've no doubt you will. I bet the UX, whatever, something will be a bit messy. They'll change a font. They'll change the size of text. They'll work things out. They'll fart about with it. Same with the rewards. You know, dynamic rewards, very ambitious. You know, great algorithms and technology and whatever else. Pioneers of it, fucking great. Yeah, dynamic rewards, wonderful. A few months of getting it sorted. No worries. Tinker this, tinker that. Keep us in the loop. We'll get it right. But it just seems, it just feels like everyone's we're kind of in the dark at the minute and you don't know with you know it looks like it, they're going to move to the divisions that i speculated about but we don't know if they're actually going to do that so you don't actually know who you should be buying because maybe they're going to lose or increase in value or maybe even we feel they'll all increase in value but who's going to increase in value the most you know it's a, you just don't know where to put your money how to strategize and how to play the game and at the end of the day that's what it is it's a game so yeah, and I yeah. mean it's 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 not a fun topic. It is boring. It is boring. It's that's why it's a special. Question. There's no way I'm yeah, talking about this on a Friday. <laughs> honestly, yeah, it is boring. And like, <clears throat> I've had people saying, "Just shut up and stop moaning." I've had people saying, um, "Like, I'm relatively positive about Zora, and I have been publicly in the past." But um, it's a boring topic. It needs to be discussed. And like you said, I would I wouldn't be shocked if by the time this goes out that Sora have released some sort of statement on it or have clarified or have at least said that they're looking into it properly. Um, I'd be shocked if that wasn't the case. I'll tell you who would love this episode, actually. And he must, must make sure to leave us a five-star review. I'll uh, CG so rare. I'll Cody Gakbo fan. It's big super hands himself. Your best uh. mate. <laughs> techers, techers shut them up last week but sure look I, I shut yeah. them both up I scored 371 fair. in that academy thing I had a cracking week yeah I think I got similar to that but yeah fair play to the uh, the lad for paying up in the end um, yeah. yeah nice little contest for charity but anyone who's listening to the podcast and doesn't know what we're talking about you'll have to get involved on Twitter 
it'll be the worst thing you ever do. Um, but it's yeah, there. is there is there <laughs> is there anything like in your notes or anything I have here that we said we talk about that we haven't or anything to bring up? Uh, let me just have a look. Because I think, as you say, it's it's not a it's not a sexy topic, but it's definitely one of those topics that needs kind of talked about. And I don't want it to dominate podcasts for the next six weeks, so I just felt it was better just to do one that we kind of bang it out. Do you know? No, no, trust me, I'd never want to discuss this on a podcast ever again, and I don't think you do either. We just want it sorted. No. Um, and next yeah, week, but- I am guaranteed to be talking about it, aren't I? Literally. Yeah, probably. Um, but no, it, no, ideally next week we'll be talking about how you bought three more Super Rares and you moved up to Division 2 where the rewards have been sorted. That'd be nice. Um, I guess one question is kind of, you see yourself on the platform long term. Like, where do you see yourself in like six to 12 months? Do you do you want to be in that Division 2? Do you want to maybe make a move up from there? Like, what is your stance on progression at the moment on the platform? Or is it just you're just yeah. having to see week by week? No, I like the dream, but I hope I hope I can field three or four D two teams every week. All star, probably challenge champions, maybe a bit ambitious. No, actually, do you know what? I probably have the cards for champion because all my under twenty threes just happen to be champion players. Anyway, uh, maybe that's a bit stupid though. Anyway, that's for another. Like, I'm sitting strategizing my head out loud. Bottom line is more than one, two or three division two teams in six to twelve months would be great. You know, competing at D two or whatever the super rare division, D three rare, and do you know what? Whenever that kind of hybrid division that I'm speculating about between limiteds and rares happens, then I'll probably be in it too. So I'll probably be winning more limiteds, and then those it'll trickle down. I'll fill up the divisions below because I do think like the way the rewards are likely to be structured going forward in the divisions, trickling down will be a much better approach. Like something I've actually considered if they did that. Oh, maybe I'm talking out of my arse again. What would you feel if I turned around to you today and said, right, I've got 89 or 90 rares, and half of them are probably pretty premium. Do you know Tadich's, Berghouse's, Vandevert's, Trent Alexander-Arnold's, I'm flexing here, Lorenzo Insigne, Thibaut Courtois. Sell them all. Just sell them all and buy super rares. And start at D2 and... D3, keep a few rares maybe for the D3s and then trickle down and fill up the other ones over the next two years. Is that a better way to do it? It's an interesting one, that, because I've seen it mentioned by a few people recently. Um, I mean, I know a few people that have taken the approach and have joined the platform and have just spent big on Super Rares and they've had an awful lot of luck on it Um, because, yes, those pricey Super Rares, and like you mentioned yesterday, there was that Super Rare, Charles de Catalera, that you were after, which went for, what was it, three, three, three and a half Three and and a half. Three and a half each. Yeah, so if you sell all those rares up, you're getting what you're looking at 20, 30, 40 ETH, maybe? I have no idea. More? I'd have no idea. 20, anyway, I mean, I'd say. I mean, you can easily build, I don't know, two or three Division 2 sides that will compete comfortably. Um, if you're in a situation where the rewards are sorted and you're entering those every week, your, your return on investment is going to be pretty damn good um but as i said all along it depends what you're comfortable with um like i had uh kind of most regions covered um i wasn't particularly happy the fact that i wasn't scoring enough every week in like champion and i thought you know what i'm just going to prioritize one division or one region um and for me i'm much happier with that 
I've got one category of player to kind of monitor. Um, it's kind of a category of player that I've got interest in the under 23s. Um, and I think you're relatively similar. You like having those kind of gems with huge potential that not only not only are the prizes in that division in terms of the quality of players pretty damn good, but obviously if you then want to move those players into different regions, you've got the ability to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's crazy. If you sold up and decided to move just into Division 2 and Division 3, I think that's completely fair um, from people that I've seen who have kind of made a success of it. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting one. Um, it's just something I've been thinking recently. Like it would be a lot of legwork, and you know I'd have to give up a lot. And there is an attachment to a lot of the cards and whatever else. I, I don't I don't think I'll do it. I like I really. In fact, I'm ninety percent not doing it. But like, I think from a strategic kind of view, I think the game is very much set. I know Mark will never walk alone. Said it. I hear him saying it all the time on their podcast. Like the whole, you know, coming in with ten grand, coming in with five grand. And starting out at D4, D5 now. Just come in and buy a few super rares and get involved in D3 straight off the bat. Get involved in D2 straight off the bat and your rewards will trickle down and fill. Because at the minute, because D2 doesn't have unique rewards, because D3 doesn't have good super rare rewards or super rare rewards at all actually, it just, you need to be, obviously you can win star rares and sell them and buy other ones. But I don't know, I just think at the minute it's much more of a trickle down type of system. No, I think that's fair. And I'll play devil's advocate here, John. Um... So you're confident on the platform long term. You think all these things will get sorted okay. And you're 90% sure that you wouldn't sell those rares. Now, is it not a good idea to potentially, if that's your, if that's your kind of stance with so rare, you've got the belief that they're going to fix all of this. Is it not a good time to sell all those rares, buy these super rares whilst there's uncertainty and the prices are lower and take an advantage of it? Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah. I don't Still know. 90%. What, I think the thing is though with like, a lot of the super rares, even though you know people are saying like the tier threes and stuff are very very cheap, but like the star ones and the ones you actually want, they're still pricey enough. Like a Charles de Kettler going for three and a half eight, that that's saucy. Like, yeah, I won't get into Charles because I'm not his biggest fan from a SO five perspective. Um, but yeah, you are probably looking at, if you want a division two side, or say you want two premium slash elite. Um, under say say the under twenty three example here, you are probably looking at two to three ETH per card on a good day, and you've either got to find someone on secondary that wants to sell to you, which I've experienced recently is an absolute nightmare, um, or you've got to wait for auctions. But I mean, if you've got the ETH balance, especially at this kind of moment in time when ETH is so expensive, um, the opportunity. Mm. There's a. Uh, I've been monitoring kind of the the super rare auctions and even the unique auctions because some of them are going for silly prices, which has been well publicised recently. I think the one for Quinnith shouting about is Delat Richie Delat from. It was a stupid price, but there's a lot of them. Um, but look, I'm kind of rambling now. Perez, we said we keep this about thirty or forty minutes. So look, do you want to give anything a wee pump before you go? Tell people to go anywhere. Uh no. Just or any closing that, that- comments? No, there's just an awful lot of good stuff that's been put out by people like Techers recently that, look, if you have five minutes, he presents it in a way that's nice and easy to understand and you'll be able to understand the situation currently. But yeah, there's no bad blood with it. We don't like bringing stuff like this up, but we just feel kind of this moment in time, there's not much communication on it. It needs to be clearer with us users and ultimately it benefits everyone. Everyone needs like 
who's complaining about more rewards, especially when there arguably should be where more teams and clubs are getting added. And that's kind of the crux of it at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, like we both said, we're, we're confident it will get fixed ultimately. Um, and hopefully this is the last time we ever have to mention it, but we'll see how that, we'll see how long, uh, see how long it yeah. takes. Yeah. Might just be a few days. Um, and I'll be talking about it again with whoever's on next week. But, um, yeah, look, thanks a million for your time. It's a heavy topic. I butchered half of it, but you've kept me on track. Um, because most of it kind of goes over my head, but as I've I've already said a million times, like I'm confident it'll get fixed, but it is something that needs a bit of attention at the minute. And it's, do you know, aside from anything else, I'm just sick of reading about it and seeing it. And do you know, it's it's fair, but I'm just sick of it. <laughs> I want it done. I want to get back to striving for D two and playing SO five. Um, instead of having to sit and look at reward pools every week and deciding where to prioritize. Do you know? I just want to know aim high. That's what I want to know. Um, like if you can feel a D2 do it it makes sense I hate the whole rigmarole of checking prize pools and farting about and then aiming lower because it makes sense I want to strive for greatness I want, I want you to play I want you to play in Division 2 because it is fun it scores wise you don't need an awful lot to get a prize I've done it once or it, twice it is really like, good but... yeah we'll see yeah. we'll see um, I guess there has been some good news in the last I don't know 10 days or so you um you bought a very, very premium player, um, a, mi- a Mr. A Mr. Atibo. I don't know if you want to tell everyone about that. Well, when we're talking about rewards, when we're talking about thumbnails of this podcast, when we're talking about everything, I bought the Atibo, the famous Atibo. I'm not going to get into it, but bottom line is, I think, arguably, culturally, this is as relevant a, a, a collectible on the platform as you'll find. Do you know there's some Hans Vanekens out there? Maybe the first ever Vandevert's quite cultish, I think. Um, but I think a Tebow has to be up there. So look, I've been offered an Mbappe for him. I've been offered a Cicinia for him by Hoodwink. I'm turning them all down. This is one for the ages. A Tebow get. Um, but yeah, look, big thanks um, to the manager that made it happen. And uh, I was a few whiskeys deep. But here we are. <laughs> Atibo's proud father but um, guys look thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this let us know let us know your thoughts on the whole reward thing you maybe don't care maybe you care a lot let me know either way on Twitter um, I'll tag you all over at Perez and sure yeah a bit of feedback would be great so chat to you soon <laughs>